0: Hey, it's Brennan Genetti hey, No, hey, hold on. Devin was picking her ears.
1: I'm not picking my ears. Uh, you're <laughs> hold a on. Devin bitch. was
0: hungry. Hey, it's Brennan Jannetty.
1: And I'm Devin O'Haron.
0: And you are listening to Music You're Missing.
1: And we're bringing you Mark E. Basie.
0: And I can't believe you just said that out loud. That is so crazy to me. We are talking to Mark E. Basie, who's literally like, One of my favorites since I was a youngin' and you too.
1: Yes, for sure. And Brendan literally has not stopped talking
2: about it.
0: No, no. Like, once I found out, like, he was book solid, I was like, there's no way I am doing anything from now (laughs) until that interview happens (laughs) other than, like, worshipping him and listening to his music. And
1: his new EP, I want to call it, he released the song Separately But Trouble absolutely insane song i'm obsessed
0: yeah and if you've been like a long time listener trouble is kind of a sonic departure from his old stuff um so i'm really excited to talk to him about that uh but but, you know before we get mark e on the line which again is so cool that i'm saying (laughs) that uh his face in addition to being on the cover of this tv right here he is on the cover of what playlist Devin?
1: music you're missing
0: and that is available on spotify and his track trouble is streaming at the very top of the playlist so if you like discovering some new tunes music you're missing on spotify
1: you can also find us on instagram at music you're missing
0: that is correct enough talking about us because that is not why anyone's listening to it let's be real let's get mark e on the line how's it going man
2: uh it's going well how are you guys doing
0: you know, honestly, it's it's not as sunny as it is where you are right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, definitely not as good as you're doing, that's for <laughs> sure.
2: Where, where do you live?
1: So we're based out of Boston. So we're in Boston right now. And are oh, you okay. in L.A.?
2: Very nice. Yeah, I'm in L.A. I'm an L.A.
0: boy. We heard that you really wanted to try the Boston seafood, <laughs> particularly Yankee lobster, but you were going to legal seafood instead. Have you finally Did made it back? to Yankee yeah. lobster?
2: I, uh-uh, I don't think so. It's funny because I'm I'm from San Francisco, and there's like I feel like going to Legals is like when someone goes to like Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, <laughs> like the like it it's at the airport, um, but it's so good. I, I, to be to be honest, my I haven't really, obviously, like I've played shows in Boston. I have like a couple of friends in Boston that taken me to some really cool restaurants. It was some brand new restaurant I went in the end of 2019, before the pandemic, that was really cool. But I haven't got to spend too much time uh, as much as I should have there. So I don't know, you know, what's really cool and acceptable from a local perspective. Um, so Legals, I've been to every zone. So,
0: We want to talk about the new project, um, which you actually just said on Instagram that it's coming out later on in the summer.
2: We haven't made like an official announcement, but it's going to mm. come out in August. If I can say that this is
0: your second project under your own label new gold medal
2: yeah I'm kind of curious. Gold medal, yeah. like
0: when you when you dropped your your first independent release uh postmodern depression what what's the energy mm-hmm. like how is it different now that you finally have that out in the world uh, and now you're kind of it's your second project
2: honestly because of covid it's, it's sort of hard to like remember I went from being on tour touring PMB, to I've been in my house now you know I mean I'm back outside everything's mm-hmm. open again but It's uh, I'm a little bit maybe disconnected from that energy that I felt at that time. I was in, I have changed a lot, I would say, in the past year. I almost like kind of grew up more. I I feel disconnected from that time in my life, and I Mm -hmm. feel like there's a new something new is coming. Uh, my music is different now. I was kind of, you know, I had like the Black Bear song, yeah, yeah, kind of on that some wave, like it was like a little more RM a little more R and b hip hop and I've kind of like matured my sound a little bit. I feel new. I like to always stay with a beginner's mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't really connect connect myself to the past very often. I'm very proud of P M V. Got like over a hundred million streams and that was all independent, which is amazing for us. Um so that was the launching point, but it's it's fresh and new now and My new single, uh, Trouble, just came out. It's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever made. And so I'm trying to use that energy and push forward feeling new.
0: Yeah, well, dude, I actually was going to say, like, sonically, it sounds... A lot more not a lot more but there's definitely like a maturation that occurred especially with trouble like there's some trance influence which i think is really cool and unique for you but it's kind of still has that signature you know like marky bassy vibe
2: in all seriousness uh evolving and making my sound better and more interesting to myself is the most paramount aspect of what i do like there's nothing really that comes above that even if i try to make something else more important than that i'll sacrifice i'll sacrifice mm. it eventually like my music has to expand and you know in the case of trouble in this new album like it can be something as simple as like we've started using like a modular synthesizer i don't know if you guys are familiar but it's like an old school synthesizer where you literally have all these boxes and you're plugging in like you know this is dic- this box dictates whether it's a, a sawtooth or a round sound. And then you go into the reverb over here and then the buzz and you're like plugging things in. And my guitar player from my last tour, he's really good on it. And we just started playing with these new, this new sonic palette. And that's how we made Trouble. That you, no one else can get that sound. You know, it's like, it's like a handmade, handcrafted old school version uh, of a synthesizer. And... So I find things like that and try to incorporate them. And I started listening to the lost art of dance rock of the early 2010s that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Uh, Like Empire of the the Sun and Phoenix and MGMT, Passion Pit. All that music just fell off the face of the earth. Um, But I think it's going to come back. And I, I always like that music. I've been kind of like letting that influence my sound out a little
0: bit. You mentioned that kind of genre. Have you been listening to like more modern takes on that? Like Rufus DeSoul or like maybe even like Tame Apollo? I I, I try
2: to, I try to get into Rufus DeSoul. I like them, but they're more EDM. That's not, you know, like they, they, I know like they play with a band sometimes maybe and people, but like when I go to Spotify, I actually just did this last week. It's funny you say that. Um, and I was like, that's not what I was looking for. Cause it was still like I was in, it was still like big room house music to me, sort of. It sounded huge. And what I'm talking about is a little, has a little more breath in it.
0: I was just gonna say, that's like an, a testament to you being on to something. Like there is a un, untouched sound I think you're kind of tapping into with this project.
2: I, I think, I really think so. I, I mean, I was listening, I had like a crisis in the studio yesterday because I was listening to everything and i was like whoa like a couple of the songs have literally no not even a hint of hip-hop or r&b and they're just sound like yeah like dance rock or something i mean i'm always gonna be like soulful Mm -hmm. artist, i think i would like to think but that and then i was like am i tripping right now my fans are (laughs) gonna be pissed like where's my r&b slaps because that's what i've kind of always done but I don't know like like I said I I have to progress and have to keep trying so many artists and not just artists but like people in business nowadays I think the people have such access to their fans now that so much about small business entrepreneurship is like having that relationship with your fans where you know what they want because you can get that constant feedback and kind of like feeding your fans you know but I'm not really good at that I like I feed myself. (laughs) That sounds crazy. But no, I I do. Like, I have to do what I have to do. I don't know. And so, I like, the the fans that stick with me, that listen to my albums and, like, my Spotify continues to, like, grow. I've never really had, like, a a down Spotify year. So, I think they just find, you know, I kind of try to just lead the way and go for what I think the world should be on. And then... My little cult of people that are with me, I feel like they they follow me and hopefully this next album, which is sort of a departure, you know, they can find what they love about me from my old music and this new thing and kind of grow it with me.
0: There's still hints of that that old sound, specifically like the bridge in Trouble.
2: That's literally why I put that bridge in there, because I was <laughs> like, I have to at least sing, sing for real. I played it for my friends. They are like, is this you? Oh, I'm like, <laughs> what? Yes. And... Then when I so I had to put that bridge in there just to remind everyone you dropped okay,
0: atmosphere and zone at once yeah and then yeah a month later we have trouble and then we're releasing it like kind of as an EP and then that's I'm assuming is going to turn into your album I was super interested about that because that's a whole you know strategy yeah, that's never existed before um, obviously because of of no streaming
2: I have a distributor and he called me and he was like. We like this uh, two song drop. That was their idea, and I agree to it. So I was like, the, the cool thing about now is like, sh- should Zoner atmosphere be on the album? Like, they're maybe, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have to decide right now. You know, it looks like it's an EP right now, which is kind of strange because that's the way that Spotify ingests their music. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's literally no rules. I could, you know, I could be like, Trouble is the only one staying on the album and it's going to have a different artwork and cover and be packaged with these songs and atmosphere and zone are going to live over here. Um, You know, as like Lucy's, but there's really no rules whatsoever. I don't think anyone knows what they're doing. like, I don't think that music consumers these days really care how it was, it was rolled out and rollout is such a, huge part of our business i mean as you guys know it's the same thing when you go on a a tour you need a proper rollout because it's a physical it's a real thing but releasing music i mean we spend so much time like okay song comes out this day the teaser comes out this day you know all the assets need to be turned in on you know two weeks before the music needs to be in locked in six weeks before and we do all these things and then you can pop off, pop off on tiktok for no reason so I try to be as fluid as possible you know i'm I'm really all about that like i don't get tied down into like this is how something should go so mm-hmm. i could go right now and like repackage an album that already came out on spotify and make it new you know so you can do anything you want at this point like you, you can literally switch out audio in a song that's already up and the play count won't go down you know I could remix my biggest songs and just put them back in. And anytime someone listened to Morning or You and Me Again, it would be a new song if I felt like it. So it's a it's a it's a brave new world. You can you can do whatever.
0: You're someone who came up as social media was kind of emerging. uh, So, I mean, you had to make it without that instant possibility of making it. I'm wondering, what are your views on on the likes of TikTok now and in this instant fame that people can achieve?
2: It hasn't really existed without covid yet so i'm really interested to see what it looks like like are all these people gonna have like fans at their shows like how many people can be popular at one time you know it's like it's a lot there's always been american idol before american idol like my great aunt was like a, a famous singer when she was young and she got famous off like some daytime TV show. You know, they've always had talent shows. Mm-hmm. And now there's just like a universal talent show that exists at all times. And people have always liked wacky, weird humor. And people have always liked dancing. It's just a more connected, universal, instant way of doing the same thing people have always done. So I never looked down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that that dopamine rush that you get from TikTok when like especially if you're like oh this video is getting views i think that that's uh you know i would probably i probably would say that like these major corporations that own these you know social media companies are pretty much like using your self esteem and your dopamine against you to make money off of you so that's kind of tragic
0: 100% we're
2: turning into like lab like lab mice <laughs> uh, but that they can't get me I'm not like that I don't you know I just I don't care enough about social media for that to you know fuck my life up in that way but I don't think artistically there's anything wrong with it I'm not one of those people that's like TikTok's trash you know it's yeah. just it's sad it's sad for people that are addicted to social media and are anxiety prone and you know for their mental health I wish everyone well because it's a really a brave new world And TikTok is also just a tool for people to learn human behavioral patterns so they can program artificial intelligence better. I don't know if you guys have ever read about that. It's really scary, but it's probably a different podcast
0: probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I mean, actually I have I mean, read about that and that's literally what the algorithm yeah, is. The for you there. And it's the most niche shit. Like there's now a little niche market for every fucking thing and you can monetize everything and it knows how it can do it without having to do any work. It has these people basically doing it for them. It's and absolutely, that's, us. <laughs> that's absolutely
1: <Yeah>. terrifying. <laughs> I never think of it. Like I never think of TikTok like that. I literally just sit there and scroll and I'm like, uh, oh, what next yeah but like i feel like now yeah. that things are opening like exactly what you said i personally like haven't been using it as much and i feel like we've entered like we've seen so many of these artists rise to fame on tiktok and mm-hmm. then they just drop off yeah like, they never i don't see them anymore and mm-hmm. they don't get the same but, kind of views or likes
2: it's really tough like i see you know you can't just like go to college and get a of like a living wage at a job immediately following in most cases, so I see why people are like, "I gotta do something on TikTok," or "I hope something pops off for me," because it seems almost—I don't think it's true—but it seems like that's like the best way to have a successful life. Almost, mm-hmm. you have to find something uh, within your relationship to music that's fulfilling. Um, that. You know, is supersedes like trying to be famous, because I think fame right now and six suc- like monetary success within music, especially if you're on TikTok and that's the way you're doing it, it's really like up to the universe. You know, TikTok puts out that algorithm. I think one of the reasons people like TikTok is I think they have the best algorithm, right? Like, eh, you know, anyone can pop off on TikTok at any point, no mm-hmm. matter how many followers they have or how many videos they got. I mean, views they got on their last video. um So I understand, but my advice would be to have a connection with your music that fulfills you. That's not uh, dependent on views and TikTok and shit. Like, you know, like for me, it's maturing my sound, getting better at structuring songs, producing songs, making sure. You know, as as I listen to my records, like I know a a lot of my fans like my old projects, but I love my new music kills my first two projects three projects you know it sounds so much better and that makes me feel like okay that's my job that's what i do and that's what i'm attached to so you know if you're young and you're just trying to come up find that thing within your craft that inspires you and gets you up every day and gets you going and don't just be a sucker and and just want the clout and be like if i if i don't have views like you know don't let your self-worth Be tied in with all that,
0: Mm -hmm. and the worst thing is too is like once you have it, there's always something else that you don't have. (laughs) It's just like this never-ending ride of trying to get more, especially in music. Whether it's behind the scenes or you're in front of a mic,
2: I mean that's life too. You know, (laughs) like meditate, get a Zen practice. That's the best way to deal with that. No matter what, there's always you know going to be someone else better than you, richer than you. There's always going to be someone healthier than you. Like whatever you're going for, you know, if you're if you're constantly like craving things out of life, other than just being present, you know, you're gonna suffer.
0: So okay, we got a little deep there. Let's let's lighten it up. How, how have you been adapting to this new somewhat post COVID world?
2: I'm double vaccinated. I had COVID. I got COVID really early on. I got it like COVID. COVID came out in March of 2020, and <laughs> I was on tour, probably like spreading it around the country. I was doing meet and greets, you know, in February, every before every show. Like, I always felt immune to it. And I had antibodies for COVID really early on. So I was just kind of, I stayed in the house though. So like, it's not like I was doing anything. Mm-hmm. But my priority was just like to make sure that my mother, who has an autoimmune disorder, didn't get it. And so I just didn't really see my family, but. Uh, other than that you know trying to like protect the elderly i've been pretty open and free and living my life as normally as possible the one thing that's been really tough for me is not playing any shows Mm -hmm. because that's like i didn't notice it until recently like damn it's kind of made me a little depressed because that's what i do i have never not played shows for an entire year ever that's never happened to me since i was 17 um that's been a strange adjustment.
0: Was it bittersweet? Like, were you like, okay, at least I get free time. I don't have to tour. I've been doing this forever. Or was it like, fuck, I need to get back?
2: I think I just started to realize it was kind of fucked me up a little bit to not play shows mm-hmm. because a lot of my a lot of my self esteem and a lot of my when you play a show and there's like maybe like I've gotten up to like maybe 2,000 pe- 2,000 cap venues in certain cities, you know, and that's right what I was doing. Like my touring career was at an all time high right as COVID hit. Luckily, I got to do that whole tour. That would have made me really upset, and that probably would have fucked me up if I hadn't have gotten my full tour in. Yeah, I can imagine. But the last, the last shows that I played were like packed out, big shows, and when you see like you know that line around the building and you feel the thing growing, it's like wow, this is really like a thing. This is turning into something. I'm doing it, um, and to have that taken away and just be in the house. And then that coincided with TikTok becoming everything. Mm-hmm. That was a little hard because I don't really know where I'm at right now. You know, I'm putting out a song. I put out songs and like they're streaming cool, but I haven't been able to go out and really see the effect that it has live. So I'm just excited for that. After we get off this, I'm actually going to go to like a band rehearsal too. So
1: that must be so good yeah. being able to like finally play. And there. I feel like there's finally light at the end of the tunnel like shows are actually a real thing
2: i know i'm so excited (laughs) like like i feel like people are just gonna forget that covid even happened Mm -hmm. i know it sounds crazy but you know like the first time you go into a packed place you're gonna be like whoa Mm -hmm. this is weird and by the third time you're gonna be like whoa did we did we said not that mask period was so strange like that's
0: social dis I like, I think that's what's gonna happen with people. Well, I think just this whole uh new chapter for you is wicked excited. Wicked, wow, I just wicked. exposed our boss and oh, is like super excited. Super exciting rather. You got like the new sound. Obviously you've had no chance but to, to be away for like a year and a half and things are finally opening up. And it's also cool that, you know, you still got those deals on the table, like I'm just excited to see what's in store for you. How are you new your new live sets with this new music and and all this that you've learned over a legit fucking trauma period? What's changing?
2: We have to find out. I really don't know yet. Like we I haven't really had too much time like I've been writing and producing this music so much that I haven't I'm just starting to get the live part to get into it. Um but it's definitely more uh I hate to say this but it's like less influenced by hip-hop music i feel like the one thing that really the culture just got a hold of is like the torch has been passed from um when i was like coming of age in hip-hop culture to now it's like really a different world like i'm from the like drake j cole kendrick mm-hmm. that's like when i was you know we're the, we're like the same age, you know. So, but even though I'm not a rapper, that's like what I consider my like m- music, I guess. And and now it's like something completely different. And so I kind of took myself out of that a little bit and got more musical mm-hmm. because I don't feel connected in that way, you know. Hip hop music is so cultural, um, and so I want my music to be about like songs songwriting and because that's really the best thing i can offer like i'm not like a goofball tiktok viral personality or something so uh you know now it's really about like songs expression and hopefully like inspiring other people to uh feel free in their own self-expression um and so however that comes out on stage is going to be Probably, uh, probably my show will look more like a festival show than like r and B show.
0: We like to ask all of our artists this um, before we end the episode, and I just kind of want to know, like, what are your goals? Because you now have like the label that you're behind. You have, you know, this new music, new project, new tour. Like, what are what do you hope most comes true, whether it be professionally or personally? I
2: don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a loaded question.
2: There's, there's. You know i could i could say some half truths to you um it's you know right now i'm just like focus on my album new gold medal is is the market basic label right now we haven't signed anyone else yet um but uh, i think after this album and this tour the natural next step would be we would start we'll start signing artists and developing them um but it hasn't happened just yet so uh, right now, New Gold Metal is just, you know, that's how I distribute my music. That's how I keep, you know, if you stream a Marky Basie song, New Gold Metal gets the money. It doesn't get, like, you know, I don't have to give 80% of it, 85% of it to Universal any longer. Yep. So it's, it's been way more financially beneficial uh, for myself, which is really cool. And I would definitely tell younger artists on the business side, you know really just look into the pros and cons of um being independent versus being signed because you know a label will they'll give you some money and you'll have some money for a second but you will spend it all um because it's its a loan it's not attached to any of the work that you actually did it's a front mm-hmm. um and when you have your own label it's like oh i made this it's coming in and that's not to say that you can't get an advance advance from like a distribution company or something if you want to go that route, but there's no there's no one size fits all, there's no correct way. But as a young artist, you should definitely look at the different business approaches. Um and mine has been, you know, sort of out of necessity to just control my business myself, uh with my partner. Fess is his name, my manager partner. And we have a team, you know, it's like five of us. It's like a family business. Um, there's six people that work at Gold Metal now, five full time. And my aim is for all of us to grow as a company, as individuals, and progress as human beings, you know, above all else. And I'm kind of like, I work for them just like they work for me. Mm-hmm.
0: That is super important is to kinda of all share that same goal. And like you said, it you're a type of artist where it's about the music and being comfortable in the stuff that you're putting out. And just as again to people who have worked on, on larger scale teams, it's where it's not always like that. It's that's not when you get good product. Like you get the best possible art and product when you actually are all focused on not even the goal, but the the project itself
2: yeah absolutely we sort of do like team building within new gold metal i try to run it like a real you know it's a real company it is yeah Um, (laughs) that's become a big source of like uh pride and fun for us is like putting the pieces together it's hard when you're the artist and you're the boss because sometimes i have to like trip out and you know go do rc rock and roll shit (laughs) So that balance is pretty strange, but it's it's getting there. And this album is so close to being done. Oh my God, it's taking forever. So I'm just so happy that that's turning into a real thing.
0: Well, Mark, honestly, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us. This has been really cool, really special, uh, and we really appreciate it.
2: Thank you, guys. Anytime.
1: After talking to him, it is insane to see how much he has evolved and how much he's done in the music industry alone. Like,
0: that's a great way to put it. Uh, evolution. It is really cool to talk with someone who has seen success, and it, like I was saying in the interview, it's like a, a weird kind of thing of he's evolved, but he also has that signature style and sound, which to me is like indicative of someone who has really found themselves and their sound which is like your end goal as an artist so it is really cool to just talk to anyone you know that's at that point in their career
1: i know and i feel like he was saying that he does the music for him and not necessarily for his listeners and his listeners are going to follow anyways they still like his stuff
0: yeah yeah no exactly it's like what's bringing you to them anyways is is the sound that was so awesome. Make sure you hit him up on social media. What's his at, Steven?
1: Mark E. Basie on Instagram. And then while you're there, check, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Music You're Missing.
0: And then make sure you're following our Spotify playlist where Mark E. Basie is on the cover. And of course, his drag trouble is streaming at the top. So go check it out. So stoked for what's to come for him. And that's pretty much all for us. Yep. Peace out.
1: Bye.